1: I did it! I'm not about to lose my job. <laughs> what? Not about to lose Peter my job. Get this dance.
2: Both
0: hit <laughs> go correctly. It is. <laughs> good. I know how to hit record Very with mouse good. and spacebar. I have I mean, multiple you've only talents.
2: We've been doing
3: it for three. Years. Yeah. I would hope. like three, now. three Don't and want. a half. Solid three and a half. Jay. Yeah, Bryce, doing this a long ass time. <laughs> so, friends, you know now that it's it's getting on to be. Straight summer. Summertime. Yeah. Well, summertime. And the living's easy. Easy. And if you are sitting at home wondering, you know what? The pools are maybe still closed, maybe open. I don't know what your fucking There ain't no cure for the summertime blues. And you're like, it's getting real warm. I'm getting spicy. I want to cool off. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Well. Tits in an ice cube. If you are like this man in Wales, you can build your own little like. Sitting pool thing using an old preformed pond base that he dug from his garden, and then he gives it bubbles by attaching an old um, fishing boat motor to it.
0: <laughs> so he dug just, up his backyard and put a fishing boat motor into just, it. Just an old pond bottom base that you
1: have
3: lying yeah, around. Buy around. No, but but here we can order this shit from Home Depot. Just go well, out and no, like this, Lowe's. Oh, sorry, Lowe's. From Lowe's. Lowe's. Home Depot <laughs> shit from, is that
0: cheaper than buying a kids kitty pool? pool?
3: You know no. what, the the kiddie pool and a motor. There and you go. And then you can put go. that in there, make some bubbles. Don't sit in whilst the motor is going. I feel like that is just a disaster for... No just
0: buzzsaw your toes right off. Or your butt. Yeah.
3: I mean, if you bought a butt big saw. enough
1: kiddie pool and you sat far away from the motor, now you probably still die of exhaust or something.
3: Yeah, he's probably like gas motor and it's just all fumes right in your face. It's also, real relaxing I though. I don't need no fancy bubbles. But what if the bubbles are calming? What I if don't you're think like calming? calming if they're
0: coming from a motorboat? I don't think they're calming if they're chopping your legs off.
3: Well, that's why that's, you that get also. in after, maybe put in some bubbles, make it like a bubble
1: bath. Oh, now it's a foam party. Now oh, you're in Now, you're now, in now we're at a foam party. Look,
3: it's Pride month. We have to celebrate. <laughs> yeah.
0: we, with a foam party.
3: With a foam party. Made out of a a pond base. (laughs) Yes. Foam party parade for pride. Pond base
0: foam party. Everybody attend. You're going to get your invitation in your email. Everybody who lives in your household.
3: Yeah. Two people. Me and Bob are going to have the best foam party.
0: Yep. Maybe some of my neighbors. Are you
3: going to put it on your balcony? That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking.
0: I was thinking about people driving by and seeing our balcony and just foam just (laughs) down into the street.
3: Hell yeah. I'd be like, aren't you jealous? The whole party! And then I just like throw it off my balcony
0: to nobody because nobody's driving by anymore. People except for the, oca- the occasional asshole.
3: People, yeah, but- people do. Many people walk by your neighborhood. None of them wear masks. That, that is also, also true. Also true. Even though
0: we're supposed to be doing it.
3: There was a whole group of people this morning and I was like, not a one of them. Not a one of them. Oh, well. Oh, well. But you know what? No one. For- no one no one in my neighborhood walks by my street, so it would just be for the
1: squirrels and the feral parrots that now live in the tree outside of my patio. Wait, feral parrots? Yeah, there's like, someone let a parrot, or I assume two parrots go, and now there's five parrots. Uh, oh boy. And they just fly around outside and scream at each other. <laughs> and it sounds like a cacophony of parrots, but the most I've ever seen together is five. So there's, n- there's not that many more than five. Yeah, they're like, but they're they cool sound looking- like
0: a hundred. They're cool-looking birds, but they sound like like evil, right? Yeah. Like they're super and, loud.
1: And they sometimes literally sit in that tree right there, that's right outside my balcony. Yeah. Uh, and they're just little parrots. They're just little oh green parrots God. that like
3: got free, so now they're feral parrots. Real <laughs> big feral parrots. Uh, band name calling it. Yeah, feral parrots. The feral, feral parrots. Name. What's up, motherfuckers? We're the feral parrots. <laughs> 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 yeah done terrible that's terrible but you know what's not terrible hi Hi. welcome to the booze and Bruce podcast we are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories we drink thematically appropriate beer and this summer we're opening for the feral Ferris. ah booze and Bruce for the join us online i don't know
0: check out our band camp
3: (laughs) buy a shirt yeah get a t-shirt i don't know what it will look like, but get a t-shirt. Just get yeah, a plain black shirt For
1: three bucks, t-shirt. I'll sign your tits. <laughs> <laughs> just cut out holes. That is true also just of tuna. For three bucks, I 100% will sign your tits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I didn't hear all of what you had just said. <laughs> So I heard tits, and I was like, cut holes out of the shirt so your tits just hang out. And I was like, okay, I suppose. You
1: could
0: do that, too. It's summer. Could, it's hot. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what? For $3, I will also cut tit holes in your shirt. That's a
0: shirt. $6 tit hole and sign.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you might know, even do it for $5. and yeah, you can cut a buck you, off. You buy both, I'll do it for 5
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bargain so, basement prices over it's, here. It's a real good deal. It's a real good deal. I'm just saying, people in the Los Angeles area. There's, yeah.
0: There's there's fashion to be yeah.
1: enjoyed. Not,
3: not right now, right now. Because I no. couldn't do either of those while staying six feet apart. Oh my God, no, no, no. Here's what will happen. <laughs> you take the shirt off, circle where your boobs are on the shirt and like chalk. You'll cut out holes. Then they'll uh, put it back on and then you get like a boom pole. all And then saran you have wrap. like a little marker. Yeah. And then you well, just like yeah. write from six or feet I could, away. Or
1: like, I could just sign a piece of saran wrap and then you just stick, stick it, it, it on, on your, your boobs. And you peel it off. You well, use like, one of those little robot
0: arms from when you were a kid.
3: Yeah, or you could do that, and then just like roll. I mean, it's
0: not going to look great, but you no, will I think get it. it. It's
3: going to look fantastic. Someone give me five dollars,
1: and we'll try.
0: It's going to look like you paid five dollars for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'll keep doing it until it looks good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got like My signatures. Just keep, <laughs> just <laughs> covered. Just keep. We'll just keep practicing. Just yeah. keep giving me five bucks. By maybe hundred and fifty bucks, it'll look good. Yeah, like I'll start to use your nipple to dot the eye. you know? Oh, oh, it's gonna be a oh there thing. we go. Whoa. I what if plans. I? What if I prefer hearts over my eyes? I'll draw a heart over your nipple. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Cool. Something for everybody, for the
1: whole family. It's true. You got nipples, have I got a deal for you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fancy tuna. i here hustling. trying to make that money.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do like your hustle. Yeah uh, But no This week we are not talking about Any sort of hustles And Nor Are we talking about Ghosts this week No we're not Wait we, what we, This is a booze yeah. and
0: brews podcast I, I understand.
1: understand we decided to go off campus this we week We tell each
0: other ghost stories
1: Because It's our show We do what we damn well please yes. Oh yeah, yeah that's, damn true. It.
0: that's true That's true
1: That's um, true um, So we bought This beer Because yes. we wanted to try it We were interested in What the beer was Yes So then we had to Again back into a concept Based off of the title mm-hmm. Right and Melly made a joke about what she was going to do for her story. And then I made a joke about mine. And then Bob screamed. And then we decided to do the episode. And
2: we're like, okay, this
3: is this is how it's going to happen. This is
1: what we're going to do. And that's how we got to where we are.
0: Screams so, make dreams.
1: So our beer this week is another one from Brewyard Beer Company. And this week it's Apricot Drop. Yep. Which is a Belgian ale with apricots. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the drop led us to plane-adjacent conspiracy theory? Damn it, we're <laughs> bad, see, we are bad
3: people.
2: We, we are, are little, bad
3: people. We're a little loose. I mean, some of us are worse people Okay, I'm the worst of the two of us, but it was funny.
1: Uh, so we were like, what drops? Planes drop out of the planes sky. Planes
3: sometimes drop out of the sky. Or people, people drop out of
1: planes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Which I think I'm first this week, right? Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my story. So I'm gonna tell you the story of DB Cooper. Yes. <laughs> a man who fell out of the sky and into nothingness. And disappeared. With all kinds of money. Yeah, and this is one of those like like true crime aficionados love this one. There's a bajillion ways to get a ton more information. I'm going to give you very top line overview. I'm gonna let you like, know
0: something. I don't know anything about D.B. Cooper. You are what? gonna I don't learn. know a goddamn oh, thing.
1: Bob. I'm gonna give you the cliff notes of the Wikipedia.
0: Okay, okay, no. I'll accept it.
1: Okay, so, the story of D.B. Coop. So, on November 24th, 1971, so this is Thanksgiving Eve, so it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, okay. um, a middle-aged man, a white uh, middle-aged man... Was a- cooking a turkey. <laughs> on an airplane. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, uh, he walks into Portland International Airport, he walks up to the counter for Northwest Orient Airlines... Yep, That's, cool. That's what you could call
2: him as in the, the 70s. 70s. It's the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh,
1: So he's carrying like a little cheap attache case with him, and he walks up to the counter. He buys a one-way ticket from Portland to Seattle. Okay, that is okay. like a 40-minute flight. It's a 30-minute flight. Okay. It costs $20, which he pays for in cash. Okay. okay. Uh, and he boards the plane, and the plane takes off on time at 2.50 p.m. Okay. Okay. Uh so once he boards another the aircraft,
0: plane departs Seattle at 2:50 p.m. going 40 <laughs> they miles an in hour. a
1: <laughs> fucking math problem. I don't want to solve No, no. So he boards the aircraft. He takes a seat near the back, like in the back row. Um once they're uh uh once they've uh, everyone seated and they're starting to taxi towards the runway, he flags down a flight attendant and he orders a drink. He orders a bourbon and soda nice before they even take off man the 70s the and she's 70s. Like, of course of course white man of course i will bring you a drink right away yes yeah. sir as
3: long as you give me your white man dollars i will make you whatever you it's, want yeah as long as you give the airline called
1: northwest orient, orient airline who i'm sure weighed this poor stewardess before she showed up for her shift today Guaranteed. <laughs> um anyway so he orders him you're looking drink. a little soft margaret he orders himself a drink they take off um, pretty much as soon as they're in the air uh, uh, oh he sorry he buys the ticket under the name uh, Dan Cooper so that's mm. the ticket and it's the 70s so you don't have to really show ID or anything yeah. you can just buy tickets. it was a lawless time in the 70s Dan B. it Cooper. really it it really was. was, and we're going to get to it. Uh, so he he's sitting in the back row, so he leans over to the stewardess that's like sitting in the jump seat in the back of the plane, and he hands her a piece of paper. She assumes it is like him giving her his phone number, and right. she's like, meh, and just drops it in her bag. Uh-huh. He sees her do this. He leans over, and he whispers, um, you might want to look at that paper. I have a bomb. Oh, fucking shit. She's like, okay. Oh, okay, I'm going to look at it. that paper up and opens it
0: up. Holy shit. <laughs>
1: And it pretty much says, like, I, I have, have a bomb. bomb. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, even you <laughs> she like, she goes,
0: you just told me. I didn't need to read it now. I don't
1: well, know shut up and read the paper, it. woman. Uh, so, so he tells her, come sit next to me. Come sit in the seat next to me. So she does. And then um she's like, can I see the bomb? And he's like, yeah. He opens up his cheap attache case. Every article called it cheap. I was
0: like, harsh, bro.
1: That
3: is <laughs> unless He was it's a hijacker me. on a budget, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> this feels judgy.
3: <laughs> he picked it up from like some place downtown Portland on his way to the airport. Oh
0: yeah, he, but between the crunchy granola hippies and who the fuck is going to put a bomb in a Louis Vuitton? Like, it doesn't make any I sense. Know.
1: Well, and like part of the case later becomes that he's wearing a black tie, which they later discover is a black clip-on tie. That is from J. C. JCPenney. Oh. So, oh! So he's not a fashion icon, no. Mr. D.B. Cooper. I <laughs> feel no.
0: bad for this guy now.
1: Uh, so she, so he opens the attache case and shows her the bomb, and she says it's four red tubes, that's okay. uh, or eight red tubes, that's four on top of four, connected by a bunch of yellow and red wires sitting next Next to a large cylindrical what she assumes is like a battery okay so she's like i'm a flight attendant but yeah I, that's what bugs bunny bombs look like right so, exactly yeah, i was gonna say yeah. this is a Warner brothers bomb
2: yeah
1: uh so then he tells her that he wants two hundred thousand dollars in quote negotiable american currency
3: what the fuck is that um, mean? oh maybe wants, some ones and some fives he, uh, he basically <laughs> he wants 20s Oh well, then why? Um, you just
0: then why negotiable? Say that? that doesn't sound like a negotiation. He said
1: negotiable American currency. He wants non-sequential uh, bills, okay. which is okay. like every hijacker for that. Track it, and bonds at Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> uh, he wants four parachutes. Wants it in bearer bonds
0: at Nakatomi Tower.
1: He wants four parachutes, and then he wants the plane to, when it stops in Seattle, he wants the plane to be remotely refueled and then immediately take off again. Oh. Okay. These are his demands. Okay. So uh, the that stewardess like goes up to the cockpit, gives the piece of paper to the pilots. The pilot's like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my. <fuck. laughs> so book. So the pilot contacts air traffic control, who contacts the police, who contacts the FBI. Okay. Um, so then they're like, okay, we're going to work on this. We're going to get this for you. So they lie to the passengers on the plane and say they're having some technical difficulties so they can't land yet. And then they circle Seattle for, um... Yeah, they circle Seattle for two hours. It's supposed oh. to be a half an hour flight, but they circle oh. for two hours while the FBI gets the money from okay. the airline's insurance company and these four parachutes that he wants. Okay. Hey. Um, all this And when, when the stewardess comes back from the cockpit, he demands the note back oh. from her. Um, and he has now put on mirrored aviator sunglasses.
0: Hell <laughs> yeah. yes, this dude is rad.
1: So he's Bob has aged. a pair of those. Yeah. Maybe Bob's DB Cooper. my, my yeah. DB
0: Cooper disguise kit. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's a. If you want to DB Cooper cosplay, he is a middle-aged man. He's between five ten and five eleven. He's about one hundred and seventy to one hundred and eighty pounds. You're in the right weight range. He's wearing a black suit with a white shirt, a black we now know clip-on Flip-on. tie that From has JC like a Pennies. tie tack on it, and these and these mirrored sunglasses. And every like flight attendant who interacted with him, like saw had a good look at him, is they're very specific about what he looked like. But he just looks like a generic white dude. Yeah, he's you know? every middle-aged yeah. white man you've ever <laughs> yeah. come across. Like we'll we'll post the police sketch, but mm-hmm. it's like he he looks he, like a white dude. Yeah,
3: give me the description. Uh, white. He's white like dude. a white
0: guy. Uh,
3: <laughs> um. So he has sort a sort of face average. He had a, he face had a regular
0: face. face. He had hair. <laughs>
1: there was a nose. <laughs> he had a chin. Yeah. Uh, it was he just... put on sunglasses at some point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, He had cool sunglasses.
1: (laughs) As they're um, circling for two hours, he like the flight attendant comes back and sits next to him again as he asked her to. Um, And he starts like pointing things out out the window like, oh, that's this Air Force base. And oh, that's this mountain or whatever. So he's like familiar with local terrain from the air. Mm. Um, But she said like he was never freaked out. He was always like incredibly calm and he was very polite to her the whole time. Because he's a sociopath. He was so nice. So then, the FBI acquires the money and the parachutes. And the first parachutes they got were four military parachutes. Okay. okay. And Cooper was like, "No, I want civilian parachutes." Oh. So then they have to go like to a, a civilian parachute store. Yeah, they have to go to a skydiving school to like get these parachutes. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then they give him the bills. The bills are non-sequential numbers, like you said, but they do take notes. They take pictures of every single bill. Okay. And everyone has like an L. It's like an L5 is the start of every one of the bills. Okay. They're, so they're going to be able to track the money. Right, 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 Like they've been able to track. They started tracking money during the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which was like the 30s. Yeah. So right. they're go- he knows they're going to track the money. Um, so at 524, so again, it's like three hours after they were supposed to land, they finally land. He closes all the shades on the windows so that like snipers can't shoot into the plane. Okay. Um, they, he, he lets all of the passengers off of the plane. Um, he lets two of the flight attendants, the two flight attendants that he was talking to during the flight, he gets them off of the plane. Oh, very nice of him. He asks the remaining crew if they want dinner delivered to the plane. Oh. They
3: say no, we're good. Uh, I you don't see, think I, he's
0: so considerate. This guy, he's,
1: a, he's a, the very nice hijacker. Yeah,
3: um, but willing so, to blow your ass out of the sky if you say no.
0: With his Bugs Bunny bump, that <laughs> shit wasn't real. We don't. Yeah, know. we don't know if it's real.
1: Probably not. Um, but so they refuel and the, and this plane had the capability to be refueled remotely. Like you could bring out a truck and refuel it with a special kind of hose that not every plane could at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but he, he looks, knew that. A, yes, yes. He knows mm-hmm. a lot about
0: planes. Interesting. He's a
1: plane. He knows boy. a lot about planes. So then after their he's as, they're <laughs> he's, as they're refueling, as they're refueling. Cooper tells the pilot this is his plan. So he's like, we're gonna, after we refuel, we're gonna head to Mexico City. um, But I need you to maintain a maximum airspeed, the the lowest airspeed possible. So he wants it to go, it was like a knottage, but it's basically around 150 miles per hour, which is very slow for a plane. Sure. But it's the slowest this plane can fly. He also wants it to fly at a super low altitude. He wants it to fly at about 10,000 feet. Oh my gosh. Um, which most planes fly at about 30 35 yeah. yeah depending on the want... like length of the the flight yeah and it's the 70s so um their planes are a little different back then but so he wants it to fly super low super slow he wants the landing gear to remain out the entire time he's like never put the landing gear back up
0: he's trying to make and an he... airplane barbecue <clears throat> low and and slow what's slow. up
1: Get out. And he, he wants that good good bark
0: yeah um, and he
1: and he wants After the, the wing flaps up. Up. He wants the wing flaps lowered to fifteen percent, and he wants the cabin to remain depressurized. Oh, interesting. Um, so they're like, okay. He also wants the like rear stairs to be open for the flight, and the pilot's like, we can't take off like that. And he's and DB Cooper's like, actually, you can, but that's fine. You can pull him up if you want to. Huh. So then, the pilot. He knows a lot of things
0: about planes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So then the pilot's he's just a
0: a fan of aviation in general. (laughs) If you want me
1: to fly this low and this slow, we won't make it all the way to Mexico City. We're gonna have to stop a refuel because it's gonna eat a lot of fuel to fly this specific way. Um, So then they decide together that they're gonna refuel in Reno, Nevada. Um, So he's like, okay. So then at seven forty, the plane is ready to take off again. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just Cooper and five uh, remaining like people on board who are okay. like the pilot the co-pilot there's like a engineer on board they're all pi- they're all airplane people. Okay. Um so they take off and then he orders everyone into the cockpit and closes the door mm. and he okay. tells them like you stay in there until we land in Reno. Okay. And they're like I don't know, he's a Bugs Bunny bomb. Yeah,
3: exactly. What are Whatever we going to say? <laughs> Look, he's so a then, white man with a Bugs Bunny bomb and yeah. aviators. We have to he's, listen to him. Yep. He's he's a white man in a suit with aviators. He's definitely in charge. Yeah. Clearly
1: uh so then you can't uh, finish like the, if they're the, looking the jeez. nearby air force base scrambles like fighter jets to follow and then like some of them follow and then they run out of gas and they have to go back oh
0: jeez oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but at one point like five different planes are following this plane and they're following to look to see because they're like yes, her for parachutes he's gonna jump, jump mm-hmm. you know so they're following as close as they possibly can because they want to see where he jumps so they can get him right um but now it's it's eight o'clock at night, so it's fucking dark. dark uh-huh. And it's very, it's November in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. so it's cold, and it's stormy. It's
3: like raining. And that's it's sweet it's November rain. rain. So, yeah. That's wow. sweet, sweet November rain. <laughs> <laughs> Axel Rose is just in the back of the plane, too, yeah. jamming out. He is. Um, so then at eight o'clock,
1: so they take off at 740. At okay. eight o'clock, a light... Uh, a warning light shows up in the cockpit that says that the rear air stairs have been deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular model of plane, there's no override from the cockpit. Like, there's a button you press on the back of the plane, uh-huh. and there's no way to override it from the front. Oh. So they're like, okay, the stairs are open. So then they call back, like, hey, the stairs are open. You Do there- you need help? Do you need something? You there, No buddy? response. No yeah. response. he's gone. Um, and they can tell that the air pressure has changed. So they're like, the rear door of the plane is definitely open. Yeah. Okay. Um, that at 8.13, the tail end of the plane like wiggles um, so much so that they have to like course correct. Mm. Um, and they were like, OK, something just happened in the rear of the plane, but we don't know what it is. We were told not to leave the cockpit, so we won't. Okay. And at 10.15, they land at Reno with the stairs still deployed because, again, they can't pull them back up from no. the cockpit. So the stairs are still deployed. They land. The FBI, of course, rushes in there's no Cooper nope because he fucking jumped out already yeah so they but discover, he jumped so
0: hard he shook the butt of the plane
1: well cause it's 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 like a 727 so it's a big plane yeah that's like, significant but he, but yeah he but the stairs and like if he jumped off the stairs the stairs would wiggle I watched a lot of animations about like how it would work and it would wiggle the butt of the plane
3: okay but uh, I love how everybody in the cockpit's like, well, I mean, I could just peeky-peek, but... Mr. Bugs Bunny Bomb uh, said, keep it closed. Uh, yeah, well, and there had
1: been, like, the seven 70 71, There were a lot of um, hijack... There were, like, four or five plane hijacking, so they were like, this is what we do. We just stay... He told us to stay in the cockpit, we're staying in the cockpit. I'm it's not dying for this fucking It's amazing that they
3: didn't institute the let me search your asshole, like, way well, earlier than they did. We're gonna get to it. Okay. Uh. So...
1: They discovered two parachutes. So he took two, left two. He obviously asked for four because he wanted the FBI to think he might take a hostage. Uh huh. So they don't just try and shoot him down, you know? Right. Um, so, but he left two parachutes. He left his clip on um, which they now have found three separate points have DNA, but Ooh. they're not sure whose DNA. And like, it was a 70s, so like police officers probably fucking touched it before oh, yeah, it they went, you know? like, did. They yeah. put it
3: on themselves. I'm DB Cooper.
1: Yeah,
0: but it's, like, it's like <laughs> a time. Yeah, no, I'm
3: actually... I'm, I'm, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 I'm D.B. Cooper. They're putting
0: it on a show to... Hey, 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 I'm D.B. Cooper. Because we're cops, we I got am. aviators, too. Oh, <laughs> D.B. <D>. Cooper.
1: <laughs> um. So, the FBI, of course, launches a huge investigation. Oh, yeah. Because this motherfucker got away. They didn't catch him. No, uh, I'd be So, they, they interview over 800 suspects. Jesus. They pretty quickly narrow it down to two dozen. Um, they dust the airplane for fingerprints. They find 66 sets of fingerprints. There's only like 40 passengers on the plane. okay? So they're like, who knows where
3: the rest of these fucking fingerprints came from. The dude's cleaning it before the flight. Yeah,
1: probably. And- yeah. Um, so the funny part of this is that they one of the people they interviewed was a man in Oregon named D.B. Cooper. Mm. And he had like a minor criminal record. And because the man bought a plane ticket under the name Dan Cooper, they were like, maybe he used this name to buy the ticket, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then a Oregon newspaper wrote that the hijacker used the name DB Cooper and not that they were investigating a DB Cooper, oh. but then every other outlet picked it up and that's how he's become DB Cooper. Oh wow. Because oh, he interesting. bought the ticket under Dan, Dan Cooper. Cooper. huh? But now everyone calls him DB Cooper because of this uh like newspaper mix-up.
3: Newspaper oopsie.
1: Yeah. Um so they Yeah, stuck now, D.B. Cooper.
3: Page two. There we go. (laughs)
1: Uh, So they replot the flight path of the airplane um, and they do all these experiments where they're like dropping sleds filled with 200 pound sacks of cement to see like where it would land. If it, because they're like, they're pretty sure he jumped at that 813 point when the tail wiggled. Mm -hmm, Yep. mm -hmm. So then they're searching this whole area. They search for days and days, like huge manhunt. They talk to like every person in every town that it flew over uh, for like the first week. But then it's fucking, it's, winter time in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest it starts to snow and so they have to call up the search until the spring thaw and then they go back out and they spend months and months more looking for and more clearly like, he's gone that they're, well, they're trying to find any evidence they're trying to find his body they're trying to find something because uh-huh. they think he didn't survive ah.
2: mm. um, so Did
1: they, they check e- the
0: inside of the engines on the back of the 727 yeah, where he was he- ground to a pulp <laughs>
1: <laughs> no because he the thing about that plane is the 727 it has three engines they're all in the front oh. so if you jumped out of the rear back, stairs he thought about avoid, really yeah it was all planned like he picked a very and like this plane was the only plane that had that button in the back of the plane right. that let you open the stairs mm. that didn't override in the cockpit nice like he picked it on purposes he he did plan this mm-hmm. quite well um so they they in the springtime they even got uh, military submarines to come out and like dredge the like deep rivers and lakes in that wow. area to mm-hmm. look for proof find nothing at all at one point they think they have a lead because they in the middle of the woods they find this like uh, partially decomposed skeleton mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh we found him it turns out it's just the body of some murdered woman and they just move right along they don't oh! give a shit about her
0: <laughs> ah! well never gonna nope, solve this one man, nope <laughs> this isn't D.B. Cooper.
1: <laughs> so they spend decades the forest. looking for him. Uh, it is historically to this day the most expensive and extensive search in the history of the FBI. Wow. And they found absolutely nothing. fucking nothing.
3: Well, because it's like they're spending so much time looking for either bodies. It's like, no, you have to assume a man who planned it this well is going to live. Did, so you need to like. Yeah.
0: Did did any of those L five dollars ever show up in circulation? We're going to get to both of those points.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) So years later, um, they realized that, like, the pilot was, like, keep going over and over in his mind. And he's like, because of the wind, I feel like maybe my original vector isn't where I thought my vector was. So they, he starts, like, replotting where he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. So he thinks because of the storm, mm-hmm. it was blowing him further east than when they where they were actually looking for where the flight path was. So the FBI spent millions of dollars looking, looking in the, the wrong, wrong spot oh. in area. <laughs>
0: They're digging in the wrong place.
1: <laughs> um, so and they and they say that, like, with the way that the plane was heading when he jumped off, it would have been like where he might have been. If you take uh, Seattle as the like p- nexus point mm-hmm. was about 80 degrees off. Like Whoops. the vector was like 80 degrees That's off. That's significant. So it's miles and miles, yeah. and miles yeah. in direction. Um. So then, in 1978. So uh, seven what's years that? later. Seven years later. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This, hi- this hunter is walking through like an old logging trail um, through this like little town, and he finds a plastic like laminated placard for how to lower the rear air stairs from a 727 airplane. Oh. And it's found in this ta- like off of this town that's north. That's like a hundred miles from where they were looking like it's so far
0: what state was it in
1: Uh, I think that was in Washington okay okay Um, and they're but they're mostly looking in like the Oregon area understood understood, thank you yes Um, so then in 1980 an eight year old boy named Brian Brian Was uh, camping with his family. And he
0: cracked the case.
1: And he was like, he's like, I'm going to go down to the river and I'm going to like rake out a a place for us to have a fire tonight. So he starts raking the like sandy edge of the
3: river.
0: Daniel, and he finds Cooper. Cooper,
3: get out. And He's not an eight-year-old, not D.B. Cooper.
0: He did it. It was an (laughs) eight-year-old. He did it.
3: It was two eight-year-olds on top of each
0: other in a nice suit.
1: Even though this kid was not born when the D.B. Cooper heist happened. No. (laughs) Because it's nine years later and he's eight. Yeah, it's fine.
0: A likely story. He was in utero. Yeah. He was time traveling. He came back to save himself. He had he to was fuck a, his own mom. You never suspect time traveling babies and they get away with all the crimes. <laughs> I love it. I've okay, been saying so, this for years. So little eight-year-old Brian finds three
1: bundles of $20 bills. Oh. So he finds two of the bundles have $120 bills and one of the bundles has 90.
3: Oh.
1: um, They're all completely untouched. They're all from the like L5 series. They're all from the D.B. Cooper money. Huh. Um, Here's what's crazy about it. They they were like, okay, well, it must have like buried it here. But then they bring in a bunch of scientists and they're like, no, no, no. The wear and tear on this money shows that it degraded while it was in the river, while it was like working its way down the river and then landed here and then is covered by about a year and a half of silt. Okay. Which means it was somewhere for seven, seven years, years before it floated down that river and got buried and then an eight-year-old found it.
3: I wonder if he buried it like in a campsite, like, hey, I'll come back to this. X marks the spot. But if that's true,
1: he had to bury it in a way that it was protected because none of the degradation was from being buried.
3: All of the degradation was from the river. If the man put that much effort into robbing an airplane...
0: Well, you know, I mean, like he jumped out and the thing wasn't sealed all the way. A couple of the stacks of bills went flying.
3: Maybe he lost some of the money. Yeah. Or he planted where, it there. But then where was it for years before it floated down that river? See, that's the Just thing. thing. Like, I think he like buried a, it. No, he had to have, like constructed like
1: a, a little fucking box or whatever for it. Zip bag maybe or yeah, and then box. someone. And they did like, cause they did t- test on it and it's based off of, cause the, the bills are degraded for like two years worth, mm-hmm. but they're like, but the rubber bands are, are like nine years degraded. So the rubber bands are nine years old, but they only have like two years of wear and tear on them. Interesting. Huh? Weird. Right. Yes. Uh, so the insurance company, like they get into this huge thing about it, but eventually the insurance company lets the little boy keep half of it. Aww. Oh, that's very nice. Because he lets him, I'm sure, legally, because he fucking found it, you know? Um, And then he, like, as an adult, sold, like, five of them or something and made, like, $100,000. Oh,
3: oh, good. Hey, man, that's a good ROI. Yeah, man.
1: For, like, being a little eight-year-old, super cute.
3: And he just was like, I want (laughs) a rake.
1: So there's lots of theories, as you can imagine, about what happened to D.B. Cooper. I'm D.B. So the original theory that the FBI was sticking with is that uh, he's not an American. He's Canadian. Fucking Canucks. You never suspect them. They're so friendly. They're so nice. And the reason that they think this is because at the time... He apologized constantly. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Um, is because at the time in the 70s, s, there's a Belgian comic book about a Canadian Royal Air Force, uh, like pilot and paratrooper mm. named Dan Cooper. Oh, which was never released in the United States, but was in Belgish released in Canada and oh. was popular in Canada.
3: Um, so he's of Belgish Canadian origin.
1: Yeah, he's yes. like a Canadian that speaks Belgish. Look at that! Um, and this is a Belgian. And, oh
3: my God, you planned it twice.
1: And because he said he wants negotiable American currency, which is like not
3: a thing an American citizen would say. Well, I mean, I don't know. Anybody would say a, no, a negotiable. I think a polite Canadian would. <laughs> Maybe.
0: The kind of, um, the, the it's negotiable.
3: It's that's negotiable. true. Like American currency. Why yeah. would you, yeah, I would just go give me I
0: wanted in unlocked bills. Yeah. <laughs> I want them non-consecutive. Like you
3: don't have, yeah, unless you're not from the country, why would you specify the type of currency? Yeah. Um
1: And There was a lot of theories about the fact that he was obviously, like, uh, a trained parachuter, so he probably had military service that included that. So he, like, Mm -hmm. served in a war or something and had military service that included jumping out of planes. Mm -hmm. But then they offered him military uh, parachutes, and he said, no, I want civilian shoots." Um, and the parachute that he chose, because he was given two main parachutes and two backups. Yeah. And the parachute that he chose from the two main ones was the like older, shittier parachute, like mm-hmm. much less um like sophisticated. Because that's then the, the only ba- one he knows. And then the backup chute that he chose was actually a demo chute oh. that was sewn shut and would have been non-operable, which if you had we're an experienced paratrooper, you would know that, but it doesn't like say demo on it, but you could like very easily open up the chute and be like, oh, this is sewn together. This isn't a real parachute. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So they were like, obviously he doesn't have as much experience as we thought he did. Also, at that point, civilian parachutes, you can't steer as you land, it, but in a military one, you could. Huh. So he would have just been jumping and then hoping to glide to the right place in a storm. Yeah.
2: This is
0: fascinating. Uh-
1: Yeah, but, um, so he, and he opened up the, like, cool new parachute and ripped it apart, and they think he made a bag that he was, like, tying to himself to put all the money in. Yeah. Um, because he obviously, like, was gonna need his hands to land a parachute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he knew all these specifics about the plane. Yep. He knew that these would. this was the one plane he could get out from the back air stairs and he no one could stop from, him. He worked for Boeing. That's what it um, is. So then they started this theory that he was like an adventurist who was basically like, I know I'm never going to be able to spend this money. They're going to track these. I'm never going to be able to fence this money. I'm just going to do money. this for fun. I'm going to do it to prove I can do it. You know?
3: Look, um, there are much... There are much better ways to prove to yourself that you're a great adventurist hijacking an airplane.
1: I know. Scaring Not the shit out, the out 50 of 50 people for no reason. Yeah. Um,
0: but Yeah, so but then he... offering to get them dinner and shit like, yeah. come on, people. That's what makes me think he was Canadian. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's, He's so polite. Nice. He let the stewardess he'd made friends with go. Oh, my God.
0: You're fine. Have a great day. Sorry, Sorry. about all this. Anybody want dinner?
1: Um, so then the, the like flip side of that coin is that a group of conspiracy theorists emerged that thought he did it as a way to commit suicide. And that's why none of the pilots from the neighboring planes saw a parachute because he never deployed his parachute because he just fucking jumped and died. Huh. Um, which they're like, and even if he didn't, even if he was an experienced parachutist, he's in an old shitty parachute that he can't aim. It's we're in the middle of a freezing rainstorm. Yeah. Um, you
3: can't know exactly where you are because at this point it's dark so you can't see the ground to like see landmarks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, his bullshit bomb had like special night vision, early Old timey GPS. Old timey GPS yeah. night vision goggles that he quick like did a calibration beep bop beep bop and then
2: jumped.
1: Yeah, probably. And um, and so they were like, if his plan, this was the like, I'm gonna do it to see if I could do it. They were like, if his plan was to jump into this, then walk out to a road and hitchhike back to a city, mm-hmm. this is why he's in a suit. Because if he was in like jeans and a grubby shirt, they it would have been be like, harder nobody's to gonna pick him up. Happy. Yeah, yeah. But like, as a dude in a suit, you you'd be more likely to be picked up as a hitchhiker. Yes. But the, but then the flip side of that is like, who jumps out of an airplane in like loafers and a trench coat when you're in the freezing rain? going 150 miles per hour
0: db fucking cooper does db
1: fucking cooper does (laughs) fucking metal
0: in in, in his in his radical aviators
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i assume those like flew off but like they've never found anything else from the fucking they've never found anything wow um so then in uh 1976 the portland like i don't know uh da indicted uh john doe db cooper in absentia so they convicted him of the crime of air hijacking air privacy. okay well at
3: least he's been found guilty
1: yeah because he hasn't statu- been found but,
3: but he is he guilty is guilty
1: because there's a statute of limitations and they couldn't get it extended so they just found him guilty so that if they ever found him they ben, could try him oh my god
3: which you're like, like well you've been convicted loophole. shit dick yeah. go to jail
1: so he's been convicted so there's now no statute of limitations on the crime. Well, I'm glad. Um, and they is had a ton of suspects, as you can imagine. There's there's so many. You could watch hours and hours of video of them running down all of them and why they don't. Why they none of them really sounded good to me, but one that stuck out of my mind mm-hmm. was of a woman, yes, named Barbara Dayton, who was a recreational pilot and librarian. Fuck yeah. Uh, there's a lot of rage
3: a, in librarians. You just yeah.
1: She served as a merchant marine during World War One okay. under the name. Robert Dayton Oh, uh, after after she ended her course of service she had gender reassignment surgery became wow. the woman that she was supposed to be wow. and tried to get her commercial airlines pilot but the FAA had rules against transgender people working for them so then she said I'm gonna fucking pretend to be a man again hijack a plane to like fuck you to fuck the FAA you guys.
3: for not letting me get a fucking job oh my god
2: I mean oh, that would be Clinton awesome is man,
3: right? that is that is a way to, I'm gonna prove my point the FBI started
1: like really honing in on her because they were like, oh my god, what if this is for real? And she was like, just kidding, just kidding. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. JK lol. look <laughs> at me. I'm, like, li- I'm a I'm a broke librarian.
3: I don't got fucking. Because shit. like
1: everything worked out, but I was like, she's a fucking librarian. Yeah. And she's just mad because the FAA wouldn't let her have the job she sexist. wanted yeah. and be the person
3: she was supposed to be. Exactly. They're they're fucking biased. Yeah. Jackass. Uh,
1: so uh, this, the D.B. Cooper hijacking, because it was all over the fucking news, so it unleashed a slew of copycat hijackings. Oh, God. Really? So in, so in 1972, so you remember this happened November of 71. Yeah. In 1972, there were 15 copycat hijackings, every single one of them unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, And in 1973 is when they, because of D.B. Cooper, is when they started instituting searching your luggage before you get on a fucking plane. Okay. Wow. Not um, buttholes. That comes after my yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, in the mid-1970s is when we started to employ air marshals to put oh. people on planes to stop hijackings. Okay. okay. Um, also, every plane that was sent out after that is now equipped, equipped with something called the, quote, Cooper valve, oh. which means you can't deploy the stairs while the airplane is
3: up. Ha ha. It's literally like a little lock. You know what it is? I bet that he did it to be like, look, airplanes is the safety is this is bad. Yeah. I'm going to exploit all of yeah, these right. flaws, he, he was and an, I'm going to improve the system. He was a yeah. Boeing
0: employee and he was like, these things are not safe. Man was not meant to fly. And <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to stay um, on the ground. I'm going to hijack one of these fucking things. I'm going to get $200,000. I'm going to jump out of the plane and man will never fly again.
1: <laughs> By the way, $200,000 is like a, a million and a half now. Like a million, a million and a half now. Yeah. Um, but the story also, is a
0: last year lifetime.
1: Well, and also uh, because of the D.B. Cooper hijacking is why there are peepholes in cockpit doors now. Oh, so you can look. So you see. can look. So out you can see the friendly man the ordering door. you dinner. You can see the friendly man with his bu- Bugs Bunny bum.
3: Yeah. You
1: can see when he jumps out the back <laughs> when- of the plane that he can't open anymore because of the Cooper valve. Because of the Cooper valve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, in July of 2016, the FBI officially suspended the case. Wow. for D.B. Cooper. Almost 50 years? They spent enough money, they said. Uh, However... They because it's it's uh, it's suspended, so they're not spending any more money on it. But they have opened it up to quote civilian sleuths oh. and put all of their research, some of which is redacted, on their website. So if you go to the FBI's website, you can see
3: all of their research. You guys, it's we need to make thousands make a, of pages. We need to make a booze and brews like fucking sleuthing group. And then we're I'm like, gonna gonna find DB Cooper. Cooper. I really want to believe that it's Barbara. I really want to believe that it's her. Sleuths and just drunken dope. You know what? I, trying wait, to solve. Now, did you Cooper? comb through
0: any of these thousands of pages? Did you? I look? did,
1: and like some of it is redacted. Sure. Like, names and some names are covered up, but like a, there's a lot of like uh, interviews and stuff like that. Also, a lo- the original police reports, which I was reading, they all call him armed and dangerous, and I'm like he had a Bugs Bunny bomb. Like, yeah. no one knows if that was a real bomb. Yeah. The chances it been, of like, it being real handles. are, like, pretty slim. It's like broomstick handles he cut up and painted red and then put wires on it Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I have a bomb. Yeah.
3: And because you get some poor, you know, flight attendant who yeah. is, like, you know, she doesn't yeah. know what the fuck she can't She can't tell doesn't. the
0: difference between and a, actual TNT and a... Her job, her, her and, her job and is and not a, to be
1: a, a, a detonation specialist. Right. Her job is to bring you a bourbon and soda. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. she did very well. Yeah. And she's
0: she's not going to know the difference attendant. between a paper towel roll and a, and a stick of TNT. She's just not going to know it.
1: No. I mean, she had the wherewithal to even ask to see the bomb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So to this day... The D.B. Cooper hijacking is the only unsolved case of air piracy in the United States. It's amazing. Um, Which I thought was super cool. It also uh, set me down a rabbit hole of plane hijackings, (laughs) which led me to a man named Glenn Tripp, who hijacked a plane in the 1980s, which was, I thought, one of the funniest stories I've ever fucking heard. And that's my Patreon
3: for the month. So So join our Patreon for that. (laughs) It's delightful. So you can listen to this month's epic, epicness. He obviously got caught because D.B.
1: Cooper is the only one to have ever gotten away. Spoiler, (laughs) Vanessa! (laughs) I said like four times it's the only one. But don't spoil the other one! Okay, maybe he got away. Maybe. Maybe he he got away. But you should definitely watch
0: the Titanic movie because you don't know if that boat's going to make it. Maybe they're
1: going to miss that iceberg this time. They might have missed it.
0: This time. Hardest
1: turn. Yeah, man. Anyway, that's the story of D.B. E. Cooper.
2: I think we Dropped should a look out for of the him. sky.
1: What's they that? I think he's by the Washoe River. They're pretty sure they know where he is now. And, like, people go out and look. Like, they've done, like, individual people have come in and done, like, chemical analysis on the stains on the tie. And, like, they've, like, really delved into it Shit. trying to solve it. But they still haven't found any fucking evidence. Wow. Also, uh... Part of the reason, though, they think they haven't found any evidence is because this the area where they think he landed yeah. was part of the uh, fallout from the 1980s eruption of Mount St. Helens.
0: Whoops. Oh, shit, yeah. So,
1: like, maybe he was there and now he is gone by bye. Now he yeah, is part of is Mount St. Helens.
0: Either encased in rock or or absolutely incinerated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll
1: we'll probably never know who DB or Dan Cooper ever was, what he did with the rest of his money. That's amazing. If he got to keep his bomb-ass aviators, we'll never know. We'll never know. Who yeah. knows if he like
3: stuck them in a pocket before he jumped? We won't know.
1: Yeah, he held on
3: to them for daylight. Fuck that parachute, I gotta save my life. Yeah, aviators. and then yes. he lands, he puts them on, and it's like a CSI Miami moment. Yeah. yeah! If yeah. I land, look, as
0: <laughs> I got this money, but if I land and don't look cool, we're going to have a fucking problem. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's my case. Yay! Yay! Well, thank you for listening to that. Now stick around for a second. I will yell at you and we'll tell you another story. yee <laughs> Hey, everyone. It's your old pal, D.B. Cooper, and I'm here with the Booze and Brews podcast this week. Hey, guess what? We're looking for your stories. Do you write scary stories, spooky spaghettis, and or pasta? Send them to and podcast at gmail.com, and we'll read them on the show. Hey, by the way, have you ever heard of Patreon? I haven't, because it's the 70s. Hey, guess what? You should go to patreon.com slash brews, where they have audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches. You can send money to these three delightful yahoos and uh, feel good about this entertainment that you get for free every week. Hey, uh, they also have these things called social media websites I've never heard of those either because again I'm DB Cooper from the 70s hey you can go to the Twitter at Bruce and, Bruce. and you can go to the Facebook at
3: Bruce and, Bruce.
0: and you can go to the Instagram at Bruce
3: and Bruce Podcast.
0: to talk to these three delightful people alright back to the show that's me DB Cooper Bruce. I knew you would do it I knew you could do it did You're you say great. that
3: you dropped into the go <laughs> did you see how I'm tying it I, dropped I don't it, get it. that like I dropped out of a plane and the concept of this whole episode
1: you moron
3: Oh! even as you're explaining it he's looking at me like I what she's what
0: yeah I forgot I forgot the concept It's, a little, it's I fine. forgot
3: we were doing a podcast about things
1: dropping
0: yeah as, as we've mentioned in the past as soon as it happens on the show I've forgotten it I yeah, don't know yeah, what we do
1: <laughs> you barely listen to us as we speak that
0: is correct that is correct
1: <laughs> anyway your wife is going to tell us a story about things dropping now. I can't wait to forget it and apparently hers makes her a worse person than me. So, Melly,
3: what's your story about? So, my story is about how 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yes! <laughs>
3: ah, yes! So, that day, a lot of things dropped. Uh, but in particular, three... My freedoms! Three buildings. Oh, okay. Um, But yes, for those of us old enough to remember, because as I was writing the story, I was talking to Bob. I'm like, you know, not everybody that listens to this podcast was like of an age where it was significant to them. Sure. Because I think there might be a listener who wasn't born yet. Or if she was, she was a BB that's kind of um, how they're differentiating now
1: between millennials and the next generation is like millennials remember and were affected by 9-11 yeah
0: mm, and then those that were not are the Z. they just lived in the of it yeah, Gen
1: yeah. Z or whatever yeah. the fuck but yeah so millennials I've heard
0: millennials just-
1: <sighs> let's just not it. they
0: can't it. order they can't get ketchup from a waitress but they will beat the shit out of a police officer
3: fuck Yeah. or get beaten the shit up by a police officer yeah that too both a
0: little but bit they, of both will, but
3: you know what they'll still show up that's true. They um, will. Yeah. So anyway, for those of us old enough to remember it, um, 9-11 was a garbage day. It was. Uh, 9-11, 2001 specifically.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. It has ruined September 11th for everybody. It's true. Yeah. Um, if that was so, your birthday, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Um, but yes, so that was the day that Al-Qaeda terrorists hijacked four passenger airlines bound for California. Or, and, or did they? Yeah.
0: Bullshit.
3: I'm going to get you jumped <laughs> like four lines in my notebook. Sorry, I was too excited. Assholes. Well, well, yeah. Excited. Tell
0: us what the government wants us to so believe what first. What
3: the government wants us to believe is okay. that they hijacked four passenger airliners all bound for California and crashed them into the North and South Tower of the World Trade Center. Sure. The Pentagon and TBD Washington D.C., um except that flight United 93. Was thwarted by the passengers, and it sadly crashed in rural Pennsylvania before mm-hmm. it could hit. Goddamn American heroes! Anything, yep. but yes, American heroes. Gay shrimp. Are you drinking you juice boxes?
0: Don't drink juice boxes. <laughs> I goes. will eat my neighbor's ass. <laughs> I will eat
3: your ass. <laughs> god um So the uh, World Trade Center, as we know, collapsed. Would say dropped. Sure. Yeah. Um and the it attacks, also dropped.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and yeah. And the attacks resulted in twenty nine hundred and seventy-seven deaths, over twenty-five thousand injuries, and significant long-term health uh problems that are still killing people to this day. Sure, sure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And puppies. And, and puppies. What the fuck?
0: Everything's terrible.
3: It's all yeah. bad. Uh now you can say. Or, was,
0: or it? was it? Or, or it was it? I find this it? story a little difficult to believe, dear.
1: Well. Jet fuel doesn't burn that hot. No. I'm gonna get it to that. It doesn't melt
0: steel beams. <laughs> I've gotta get to that. We'll get to it for God's sake. It's
3: like here, the Bob. People I here. Okay, the people we'll need to know. The people need to know. We'll get there. God, just shh. Within six hours of the attack, I didn't know this, someone in a chat room, remember those, Oh my um, God. Dial up AOL. Oh my God. Suggested mm-hmm. that the collapse of the towers looked like, quote, an act of controlled demolition, mm-hmm. suggesting an inside job. Within, oh, definitely, six definitely. Fucking hours, somebody was like, um, actually. Fell straight down. Fell
0: straight yeah. down.
1: Um, uh, Minor disclaimer this is an entertainment and comedy podcast. Yes, please. We don't actually believe that. We know that these were American heroes that died. Yes. It's
3: just funny yes yeah. please I <laughs> don't I don't want your fucking tweets
0: I don't give a shit don't Look, come
3: at us this is I'm just Yeah. yeah don't. Come and at if me, you c- come at me I don't care I'm making jokes yeah your shit's okay? gonna get
0: muted so fast
3: <laughs> I had that was a rough day for a, all three of us I it was it was a rough day yes so one week later um A number of inside job theories started popping up overseas. Actually, oh. focusing mainly on anomalies that were seen in publicly available evidence at anomaly the time. detected anomaly detected. <laughs> um, there were some. Uh-huh, I'm
0: gonna pick up some polonium now. <laughs>
3: the, well, there's some other theories that said like Mossad or Mossad. The so Mossad, yeah. The Mossad yeah. were behind the, it the, because the no, guy? because apparently no Jews died in the attacks. Um, well, Jews are immune to fire. We know that. Yep. They wandered in the desert. None of them burned up.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you can't crush them with buildings.
3: But at you the can't. same time, I guess no Arab cab they're, drivers. They're, they're Mr. Glass. They're unbreakable. They are yeah.
0: unbreakable.
3: <laughs> but on, this, on the flip side of this, apparently all Arab cab drivers also weren't downtown that day, signifying oh, they knew. that they what? knew. Yeah. Well, if you believe Donald Trump, I think he's one of the idiots that pushes that theory. Sure um he said that he
1: got a better view after the towers fell
0: yeah i don't even want like to, yeah. he
1: talked about that in an interview like pretty quick after 9-11 yeah
0: that guy's a he, piece of shit
1: i remember hating him back in 2001 yeah it's been you
0: hated him before years. it was cool
3: yeah whoa you're i had the t-shirt way before everyone else did hell <laughs> that yeah said, this guy's a dick um but yes so at first we in america just laughed because they were all inside job theories overseas. Our whole thought was these idiots just hate America because at this exact same time, there was a little thing starting called the Iraq War. Sure.
0: Which
2: yeah. was be
3: unpopular
2: France.
3: with everybody. Freedom fries? Operation yes. Iraqi Freedom. Yeah. Yes. Operation Iraqi Shock Freedom. Shock and awe. Oh, boy. Mission accomplished. Oh God! I'm on that fucking boat.
1: Every every one of the three of us has such vivid memories of these things. Jesus! <laughs> all, the, all the babies who listen to this podcast are like, "What are they even what are talking these
3: old about? What are These old fucks, fucks are about? very upset for some reason. It's, it was a rough. It was a rough go. Um. So yes, the there was all like they hate America. So obviously they're making this shit up as a way to kind of like discredit our pain. Um. But in 2004 some of the uh, the belief in these conspiracy theories began picking up steam in the United States, so much so that in 2006, five years later, the government issued a formal an- analysis by the National Institute of Standards and Technology mm-hmm. of the collapse. Sounds made up. Yep. Also, the State Department... Also,
0: a commission made up right around the time that the planes were floated to the buildings.
3: It's not a commission. It was an institute. It's an institute that was made, founded... And there's the government oversight before. Yeah. With, yes. Did we vote these people in? I don't think so. I don't I think so. I don't remember mistakes. voting for it. But anyway, the State Department also updated their website to debunk the theories. So that's how much like all of the news outlets, this part I don't remember as much, but all of the news outlets, at least in like 2006, 2004 to 2006, really started to pick up on all of these theories that perhaps... It was an inside job, or
2: perhaps all the there news was outlets a little <laughs> bit more. Fox News,
3: <coughs> Fox News, I'm sure. No, because George Bush was in power back then, so it was probably like MSNBC. <laughs> no, it was probably ever. It was a lot of like when Reddit was news. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! Oh, back in the day when things were different. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, so interesting little fact, um, that has no evidence that I was willing to like look up and locate, but. <laughs> Um, the it's just because pe- they didn't want you to see it. Yeah. No, no it's just a buried buried in the dark dog's gay. No, this little factoid that the number of people who believed in these 9 um, 11 conspiracy theories actually dipped after George W. Bush left office. I was like, did they also then hm. believe that COVID was a cover up from the government and was fake and went to COVID uh, parties and then died? COVID actually was created by Bill Gates and George Soros. And what they want to do is get the, in a Chinese lab. In a Chinese lab. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, uh, the, the, Vaccine that they're going to give us is going to insert microchips into us so they can track all of our activities. Even
1: though def- you already that, do that yeah. That Online. Venn
3: diagram is just a circle, man. It, it is, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: that's a cool the cool thing outliers about.
3: Outliers are very skinny. <laughs> so, um like we mentioned, deadly drops. So I could focus on. There was a lot that day, but I'm going to focus specifically on the conspiracy theories surrounding the 1 and 2 World uh, 1 World Trade Center and 7 World Trade Center.
0: Oh, okay. 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 These are good ones. Yes. Cuz okay. I was going to start asking about Building 7.
3: Yes, no, Building we like, 7 Fuck you, United I will talk 93. About. We don't care about you. Yeah. So, the official report uh, is that the planes crashing into the towers and resulting fires is what caused the collapse. But that is bullshit. According yeah. to some uh controlled demolition is actually what brought down North, South and 7 World Trade Center. Uh, according to a physicist, a guy named Stephen Jones, who is retired from BYU. Um, are there For quackery. He was forced to retire. Um, oh, that's peculiar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> architects and engineers, the impacts alone could not have weakened the buildings um, sufficiently to initiate a catastrophic collapse. So that is what they're saying. Exactly. They were designed not to collapse.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying.
3: They were yes. real good buildings. They were built good. Um, so, unless they had some help, of course. Like, of course, of course.
0: Controlled demolition.
3: From all, you know what? From all the Arab cab drivers, right? That's yep. What, that's what it was. And the Jews. No, it was an inside job. <laughs> it was. There were explosives added. No, it's definitely the Arab cab drivers working in coalition with the Jews. It was Never an Arab-Jewish yep. coalition.
0: Never happened before, just to take down America. Just it. All the Jews were inside the building shaking the steel beams because yeah. we know they can't be crushed. And then as soon as the building collapsed, they all ran out.
1: Yes, that's it. And no. they got in the cabs, driven by
0: the Arab cab drivers, and they got away. Exactly. See?
1: Whole the new conspiracy it. theory We've was
0: launched it. here on the podcast. And this is the real one. This is the one that really happened. This is We've the one we that George Soros won't tell you about.
3: Jesus. So we all know the first hijacked plane crashed into floors 94 to 98 of the North Tower and the second plane crashed into floor 78 to 84 of mm-hmm. the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, how do you explain the visible damage to the lobby of each building before how? the collapse? You how can't, you do can't you explain, explain that unless can't. there were other explosions already activated? We explained it. It was the, the Jews shaking the building. That yes. That no. All the are, Arab
0: cab drivers drove their cabs through the lobby.
3: No, there were bombs. There were little explosives put throughout. So the second that the planes co- they were, they crashed in- into it, they initiated go, and that's what caused ah, all the other little were, explosions. Now that
0: shit makes sense.
3: And they that's were all why carried the- by Jews in cheap attaché cases <laughs> <laughs> <They have laughs> aviator
2: bombs.
0: sunglasses on. Aviator sunglasses wearing Jews. <laughs>
3: No, and that's what caused the damage to the lobby. Now the experts are going to tell you it's because. Oh, and also, how did it get to the lobby if the elevators were dis, um like disengaged they when the plane crashed? They took the, the air cabs. It took them out. How do you explain <laughs> the damage to the lobby if the elevators were not functional? Right. Well, you can't. Well. Experts. Are going to tell you that uh, the sliced utility shafts created a conduit for the burning jet fuel that traveled down the shaft. So that way, if jet even fuel goes up, door everybody knows that. the door opened in the lobby, up. the uncontrolled burning flames that have now traveled down the shaft of no, the thing. Fire those are even up, hot to
0: melt steel beams and couldn't destroy a lobby. Doors
3: open and fire and explosions from the floors. That's no, what they Matt, want I've seen draft No,
0: yep, I saw it too.
3: It's what they want you to believe.
0: Delicious firefighters.
3: Mm. Um. <laughs> good. <laughs> mm. Next. We've talked about this before. Okay. Jet Wake fuel up, can't melt will. steel. Jet, jet fuel can't melt steel.
2: It yeah, can't. I just, I just, I just you said that. I know. But you know well, what can, can melt steel? Now I'm at that point
3: finally in my story, Bob.
1: <laughs> Do you know what can melt steel? What? Ara- Arab cab drivers. Arab cab drivers. <laughs> And Jewish agents, yeah. Jewish massage agents, yeah. and Jewish Jewish massage agents, massage, <laughs> Jewish, Jewish massage agents. Yep, carrying <laughs> cheap attaché cases full of game <laughs> Jewish massage agents. A- Asian. That's what I said, and I stand by it. It's no dumber than the rest of this story. <laughs> <laughs> they've had a bunch of converted, they've had converted a bunch of Asian people today. <laughs> they they flew in on Northwest Orient
0: Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> United <laughs> my ass.
2: American <laughs> no. <laughs> Northwest. are
1: dovetailing, Orient. but I'm um, sh-
3: together so well. Our stories, we <laughs> really are. So, jet fuel can't melt steel, and right. people working on the site. After the fact, so once the buildings have collapsed, the people who are working to either recover or uh, help clean up mm-hmm. reported mm-hmm. the presence of molten steel in the pile of rubble. How did that happen? If jet fuel can't melt steel, how do you get molten steel? Thermite. Wait, wait. I know how they did it. Thermite. Thanos? Thanos? <laughs> yeah. It was Thanos. It was Elizabeth he's, he's, he's Theranos.
0: <laughs> Theranos. No.
3: He's Theranos. A chemistry has occurred.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's what happened.
3: No. Wait, okay,
0: I was right? Yes.
3: <laughs> I, just, I know this better than I thought I did.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you, that, that should not make you proud. I'm, it's not, so proud of I'm not proud of it.
3: Uh, and on top of the fact that there was presence of molten steel in the pile of rubble, there was also molten steel seen coming out of the South Tower before it collapsed. Again... What is that molten steel? What oh, is you, that? Wait, wait, it's attacked by a volcano. No, it's evidence volcano. that something causing temperatures beyond those of the fire. Say thermites or nano thermites. Nano thermites. Nano thermites. Are we
0: sure it wasn't a smoldering Jew?
3: No, that molten metal was <laughs> elemental iron, which <laughs> a is a product smoldering of thermite. Jew. They don't burn. They, they don't burn. burn. <laughs> they just turn to molten.
0: No, they just look at you with the smolder. <laughs>
1: Mm. they are just sexy smoldering Yeah, it's yes. just all they're Stanley real... Tucci. They're all just Stanley Tucci.
0: <laughs> just wildly attractive Jewish men <laughs> melting buildings with their, with their cruel appraising stares.
3: <laughs> not 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 Thermite or Nano. Thermite. W- women in the
0: lobby fanning themselves. In yeah. fact,
3: oh. Dr. Stephen Jones, the retired BYU physicist I mentioned earlier, analyzed samples of dust taken from the building. Thermite dust. And found I evidence of nanothermite in the dust. What is
0: nanothermite, though? I don't even understand it what it is. It is a
3: sort of pyrotechnic metal that creates bursts of high temperatures, which is pr- so they're like um, very It's focused. magic powder. It's okay. magic. It's like kind of gunpowder or fireworksy kind but of thing. But they found
0: it. It's in the building.
3: Yeah, Mr. No, dumbass, here's the government Mr. will tell you that was no, found it. there was no clear um, chain of custody of the evidence, so there is actually no proof that the dust he sampled was from the World Trade Center. So that uh-huh. so he just sprinkled nanothermite cover-up. on it, or you found something else that was blown up by thermite, and then you or sampled you, that and said or, World Trade Center, or you just found dirt and said there's nanothermite. Mm. Correct. Yeah. that is also a possibility. There's a lot of
0: potential stories here, but I mean. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna lean now also this guy went to BYU
3: also how the, the officials the official report would be like if it was thermite how would you have gotten so much thermite into the building without <laughs> anybody Cap noticing divers. because it would have, have required tons and tons of this shit to be implanted on hundreds of stories of this building over Jews months, months that and months and cases. months and months how did it happen with nobody noticing I that's just what they all want you it. to explain I'll
0: explain it, explain it to that. you there was probably some sort of maintenance going on in the building. Maintenance crews for months before the actual attacks. They were blending thermite on the steel beams and causing they it were, to melt. They were investigating the elevators. No. Yeah. Oh, suddenly Elevator Bank 3 is down for repairs.
3: Hmm. How curious! Also, okay. <laughs> they will want you to believe. So there was okay. a little more science thrown at me as well to prove that the, while the jet fuel does not melt steel... It tell me to believe the steel frame significantly to the point that it lost integrity and that is actually what Because it was very hot. Yes, because, because it was of the very thermite. hot. So, steel does not melt until 2750 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, it's yes. very hot. It loses 50% of its strength at 1100 degrees. Okay. And that's at less 1,800 hot. degrees, less than 10% of its strength remains. That's now hot. With the jet fuel coupled with the fire, Mm-hmm. That was started on top of... Because you have to think it crashed into office buildings. Sure. With paper, people, carpets, curtains, other shit. And unkillable juice. All of the things yeah. that start yeah, 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 with C. Yeah. Coochies. All of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, Coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Chihuahuas. Coupons. 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 Coupons.
3: Coupons. Um, all of that combined they found pockets or where they suspect that the temperature actually got to about 1,832 degrees, which while it does not That's melt steel, lot. it got very hot, which means that 10% of the steel's integrity remained, which likely is what caused it to bend and collapse.
0: Sure. That's yeah. what they want you to
3: believe. 10% isn't enough to keep up a big, big building. That's no. A real big, big, big
0: you big need building. more than that much
3: percent. Right. <laughs> Correct. You need 90% more than that. You need, yeah.
2: Just That's light. how they build
3: them. Next, okay. How do you explain the puffs of dust? How do
0: you explain the dust, the dust puffs? Puff dust? So I've been asking this question for years. For the 20 dust years. fucking puffs. I'm gonna say it's because of a magic
3: dragon who lives by the sea. Yeah. <laughs> so as the towers fell, puffs of dust were ejected out to the sides of the building, which puff. just doesn't happen from a collapse. Puff. But you know what it does happen from? Hmm. Explosions. Controlled yes. ones. Controlled ones. Exactly. A exactly. And the manner in which the towers fell resembles those controlled explosions used to demolish old buildings.
0: That uh, that is actually something I was going to a- ask because it does fall straight down.
3: So the They're experts will have you believe down. that it's because of pancaking. So one floor's um the structural integrity of of one floor collapses and it pancakes down to the next and so the force created by each Success um, successive of one, yeah. one is what causes it. And he goes, you think they're each one of these built
1: floors to, are they're there's built so to much to do that because air. it's New York City.
3: Yeah, like, they're built to go straight down. Well, oh, like,
0: uh, that, That's what I figured. But I actually never two, read because, anything about it. <laughs> and
3: then because all of these offices are it's filled with just air because they're big open spaces mm-hmm, each time. So mm-hmm. the amount of pressure that is created causes an explosion as it pancakes yeah. down, which is what causes the puffs of dust. Yeah, because if they were allowed to just According fall down
0: sideways them. like...
3: Yeah, it, it may just be like
0: Manhattan would just be Dominoes, and everybody yeah, be dead. You're
3: not you're not felling a tree. That's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> so that's the official explanation. But no, it looks like a controlled demolition. I mean, it's definitely
1: I, okay. So now now we know that it's Arab cab drivers, mm-hmm. magic Jews, and Puff
3: the Magic Dragon. Mm-hmm. We yeah. now know mm-hmm. all three things. Right. All
0: all of which are what controlled by the government all or George Soros.
3: Next, not done yet. Oh, okay. seismic spikes how do you account for the seismic spikes um where the spikes now yes. this is
0: never explored
3: seismographs show the strongest jolts were all registered at the beginning of the collapse well before debris hit the ground what would cause the ground to rumble if not an explosion a plane oh Those i see so
0: like they, there's a, a, a shake uh, uh, probably of thermite explosions.
3: Exactly. And
0: then and, and then, then the pancaking starts and, and then, then it it's hit the ground. The, the main but the actual spike beforehand. The thermite one was larger, that than, was the larger than, than the pancaking. Yes.
3: pancaking. Yes. Well, how do you explain How do you explain that? that? George W. Bush. Well, the um What they say is that, so on the websites that you see, they have just like one little graph that shows Mm -hmm. just that very small 30 seconds before the building starts to actually fall in earnest. Mm -hmm. And um, if you actually look at a 40 second plot of the data, Uh you will see the seismic waves for each tower start small and escalate as the towers fell. So there isn't actually a burst, but it's like it starts and then it actually gets bigger as the towers fall, oh, not so they're showing it. Snipping there was pieces explosion. of data that fit their story. Exactly. That's what the site That's what the government say. wants you to yeah, think Yeah, that's, that's the government you to think.
0: telling you that. Yeah. I don't believe it.
3: Yes. But and how are we gonna end? You know what we're gonna end with? What Towers. Se- what about seven? Seven World there Trade Center. Finally, seven. finally. Tower what about seven? it? Really seven! What World about it? Seven World Trade Center was not hit by a fucking airplane. It's on fire! It's on fire! They were burning records! So. Seven World Trade Center was across the street from the North Tower. But why did it fall? It wasn't hit by a plane, but it collapsed. FEMA's preliminary report said there was relatively light damage prior to the collapse. Explain that, Dick Cheney! Explain that, Dick Cheney. Plus, it fell seven hours after the other two. That's way later! Yes, it was on fire, but no steel frame building had ever collapsed because of fire. Ever. Until two years ago. Ever! It has now, but at, in 2001, it hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, The government will have you believe that the raging fire for over seven hours plus damage from the falling North Tower did it. No.
0: What really did it? What was in there?
3: uh so what records oh, oh, were destroyed i am fucking glad you asked i did ask so a couple theories are one it was the operation center for the destruction of the world trade center oh you they gotta were covering get up the evidence. Of, evidence
0: gotta get rid of the evidence you gotta yes. get rid of the thermite Two. detonators down
3: the clubhouse it was destroyed <laughs> by the government to get rid of files that show corporate fraud Corporate oh, I fraud. believe that. Corporate I actually fraud. do believe that. Yeah, yeah that, that is I probably buy. true. Or it got rid of evidence of a clandestine CIA office, outpost of the Secret Service, the SEC, and New York City's Emergency Command Center. Just got rid oh, of all, all of it together. because they were all in on it together. They were all in on it together. Control. Because they're trying to take away our freedoms. They were trying to take I away our freedoms. I will eat your ass. So the official explanation. I will eat my neighbor's ass. I will
0: need, I'll eat your neighbor's ass, my neighbor's ass, any ass put in front of me, I'll eat it. My act- superpowers
1: I was chilled The actual story
3: I would eat that ass. of Y7 World Trade Center. <laughs> I will eat your ass. Was that there Give was me a, juice a box. fire. It's like a wash down your ass. Raging out of control. juice box. Go make me gay.
0: <laughs> it'll be worth it for all, all this day. ass eating.
3: Oh gotta eat that ass. Raging fire all day because there was no firefighting activities done that day because they had literal bigger fish to fry or put out. Sure. Um and when the North Tower collapsed, the debris And all of that stuff that hit it is what caused fires, but then it also caused significant damage because when they did look at it years later.
1: No, never did buildings next to buildings on fire catch on fire. That's never happened in the history
0: history of fire.
1: Never. Never. That's not how fire
0: works. But that's not, no. The Chicago fire was everybody starting their houses on fire at the same time together.
1: At the same
3: time. They were doing the hokey pokey. They turned themselves around and lit the town on fire. And that's what it was all about. That's what it was all about. Mm -hmm. And that's what the... This is very basic. I could go on for years. Uh, but this was all from the Popular Mechanics because Popular Mechanics did a rebuttal, which is where <laughs> I got all this shit like, from. Really? Because no, I did not want to spend all fucking day reading going down from rabbit hole to rabbit hole of all of these conspiracy theories about how 9 11 was an inside job.
0: Listener, Danny, if you want to come on and argue with your sister. Yes. <laughs> Danny,
3: if you want to argue with me, Fine.
0: We're gonna get you on the show, and we're gonna have we're gonna convince podcast mom that it <laughs> was an inside job.
3: We start taking
1: call in people. <laughs> call her, just you're on. Call you're on. We should do a call in show. That would be so fucking theories. hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> like like we don't get to prepare at all. They call in with whatever conspiracy theory they want, and we just yell at them about it. <laughs>
0: That could be fun. Oh, my God. That's actually a great idea. We got to figure out how to do this.
1: Black UN
3: helicopters.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to... You guys, I'm going to figure out how we do this. <laughs> okay. This is incredible. Right.
3: Well, I'll anyways, so there you go. That was the story of 9-11 was an inside job. Specifically relating proved, to the... Unequivocally proven that that is true. Yeah, that, that is true. I, bu- I buy all of it. So, yeah. yeah, we're back now to our beer. Um, It's...
1: Okay. So it is again. It is apricot drop, which is a Belgian ale with apricots. It is quote a nice balance of light spice and tropical fruit notes from the Belgian farmhouse ale yeast, in addition to apricots during fermentation. This beer originated at one of our first homebrew recipes, created way back in 2007 when we first learned about the steel beams. Yeah, steel beams. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's
3: seven percent. Yeah. Twenty five ebu's. It. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I wish there was more of a farmhouse-iness to it. There really I too. isn't it, much. Doesn't, it doesn't have enough Belgian-iness to it for no, me. No. My taste. No.
0: It, it, it's, it smells okay it It tastes okay it's oh like when i when we first got it it didn't taste great it was real cold it's opened up a bit since then it went through like a weird middle period where i didn't like it at all and now i'm liking it a bit again
1: yeah
0: i i feel bad because we're we're kind of we've been shitting on the brew yard which sucks because we actually had a couple of their other beers that were like not for the show that i just kind of got Mm-hmm. To sample And they're actually very good Yeah We just haven't had Great ones for the show <laughs>
2: Yeah he, uh, and, and
1: this is not This is not a bad beer It's very light It's very easy drinking It yes. does have like A bit of an apricot flavor to it Yeah It's just not It's not a Belgian-y farmhouse-y enough
3: For me Right Personally Yes, personally, yes. Especially I agree. for a 7% I yes. thought it was gonna like If a I wanna say Exactly You said it You nailed it exactly Cause if it's 7% If it's that high ABV I want some funk mm-hmm. And it,
0: well, has, I mean, but it, it, it It was Here's what I'll say: It is the one of the easiest drinking seven percent we've ever had on the show.
1: It really is. I mean, it's a porch pounder at seven percent. It is. It's nice. The more it's, it, it like opened up and warmed up a little bit. I think that really helped. The it does because profile. when it's cold, the um, the aftertaste was very. It had an was aftertaste. aftertaste was like smacky and not, not great. my fave. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's it's not bad. It's just not. It's great. not bad.
1: I would drink it again. There's, I yeah, I would drink it again. It's sure. not. I wish it was more funky, but it's not bad.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner and God damn it. Uh, conspiracy Theory episodes are always my favorite. Because <laughs> um, we've got a man who jumped out of an airplane who stole money with a Bugs Bunny bomb and then we've got uh, and then we've got Jet Fuel Doesn't Melt Steel Beams. I think I got to give it to the smoldering Jews though. <laughs> you've got to. You've
3: got to give it to the smoldering looking, Jews. Looking
0: over their shoulders with a, with, a, with a come-hither stare.
3: And the Asian massage... And the
0: Asian mas- massage Jews. The Jewish
3: yeah, massage the Jewish agents. Massage Asians. 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 And the a- Arab cab drivers. Jews
0: so sexy, they set a building on fire.
3: Jews so sexy, they turned Asian.
0: <laughs> they set a
1: building on fire. <laughs> and and a massaged
0: building. a building to, to death. death. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, you guys! Thank you so much. Thank for you so much. <laughs> uh, next week we have another uh, fun episode for you. Again, no ghosts. No ghosts. Two non-ghosts in a row because the the world is a weird place. So we're doing what we want to do. So Makes we're in happy. a weird place. Uh, but come back next week. There will be more brews. Brews. Uh, there will be booze eventually. There will eventually be booze. We, we give you a lot of booze. But yeah. yeah, come back next week. We'll do some more of these shenanigans. Yes. And and it- until then, cheers. Cheers.
2: Good job. Yay.